This is the Copper Crab Podcast. I'm Cheney Crab. It's your old pal Naveen Copperwise here. Good evening or good morning or good night to all golden lobsters and lobsterettes and those of you who have yet to opt into the lobster program. If you would like to submit a question for the podcast, you can, of course, email us at coppercrabpodcast at gmail.com, or you can participate in the newly implemented call-in program. Hotline. The hotline. <coughs> Golden Lobster hotline. The GLH, if you will. Uh, and you can call into that at 615-420-7342. And also, we do have some tour dates coming up. Our band, Entheos. Um, That's right. If you don't know. It's going. It's like a Midwest to East Coast run. Not a full run. It's nine days. Uh, Chaney, you want to fill us in on the details there? Yeah, we discussed last week whether or not we could really. This is called a run, not a tour. And it starts on July. Who else is it with? It's with Oceano and Worm Shepherd, and it starts July 29th. I I did know that, by the way. I just wanted you to read it off. (laughs) I don't know. Did you remember that? (laughs) I I knew that. I knew that. (laughs) It starts July 29th in West Chicago, Illinois, at West Chicago Social Club, the 30th Minneapolis at Skyway Theater, 31st Indianapolis at Emerson Theater. We have a day off for... We're probably going to be swimming or, you know, hanging out in a hotel room is the harsh reality of what we're going to be doing. Is that harsh or is that beautiful? The real reality reality of what we're going to be doing on August 1st. Then August 2nd, Frederick, Maryland at Cafe 611. August 3rd, Pittsburgh at Preserving Underground. The 4th in Albany, New York at Empire Underground. 5th, Horseheads, New York at the L. August 6th, Brooklyn, New York at the Meadows, and it wraps up the 7th in Columbus at Ace of Cups. So come Ace out to a show. Cups. We should put the uh, link to tickets in the description. Uh, I don't we, think we've been doing that. No, we, we should do that. But something that we have been doing is we have been p- putting the link for the Entheos merch in our description. Yeah. And you guys have been ordering merch. And we know it's you guys because we have not advertised i don't think anywhere else that we have stuff in our store right now no so if you want to grab something go pick it up from the store at the link in our comments if you go to the big cartel that's the one that we ship from ourselves if you go to night shift you get it from night shift merch and we did make a we've made a newly addition to the house which is a shipping center yeah we do have a we call it a we work studio yeah we made it look kind of clean and the reason and, we call uh, it that is because there we watched this documentary about a company called WeWork. And the whole documentary is framed to make this company look bad. And it uses really like... Suspenseful, like s- bad music. Like... And I'm like, what's... Yeah. Why are they bad? Like, wait a minute. Why am I supposed <laughs> to hate this guy? Because he came up with a genius concept. <laughs> I don't... Which I don't really remember the concept. But, uh, uh, I believe the WeWork, so it's like an office that you can work out of, I think. You can like rent yeah, it. So it's I a have. rental space. I don't know, but long story short, there's still one in Nashville and we've driven by oh, it several times. So the documentary did not take down the oh, company. Because every time we pass it, I'm like, whoa, WeWork. That's awesome. Nice try, documentary. So we wanted to make our own little WeWork studio in the house. And uh, it kind of worked out because... We have one of those, like, like, it would be one of those rooms that nobody goes in, in a house. 
which is not a California thing, by the way. This is a, sorry, Cal- California people. This is Midwest. This is what, this is and what people further. do with large plots of yeah. A when you have house. space, yeah. there's a room that no one goes in. When you have over 500 square feet <laughs> in your house, and there may be more, an extra and less room. than four people, four adults live there. <laughs> Renting it out one room for like seventeen hundred per. Yeah, it's not, oh man. But I I don't miss that. So we have anyway. We had this room, and we didn't really know what to do with it. And uh, we were like, let's make it like a chill hippie room. And then we realized that that would just not get used. Yeah, because it's a gig- It's a huge room. Yeah, it's a really it's big the biggest room. Room probably one of the bigger rooms in the house. Yeah, so we needed it to go towards something, and that's what we did with it. But up until that point, it had all of our stuff, just in it. crap in it. It was a storage room. It was a storage room because that's something yeah. they never tell you about moving into a house. Is that first of all? It, I, I mean, maybe everyone does say this: moving fucking sucks in the first place. It sucks. Yeah, uh, moving cross country is is really something else. Yeah, and it takes you a while to get the house set up. Yes. Depending on what state you move into the house in, I guess we moved everything ourselves. We didn't have movers. We're not like. We're the movers. Dil- we're not okay. fucking. Well, Evan came over and helped out. Yeah, so, so I guess Evan was our mover. <laughs> Unpaid mover. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, we're not like uh, royalty, so we d- no. couldn't a- afford the. Well, we spent. Someone was telling like us the other day about how rich people. I think Evan was telling us this, that he's been in houses where people yeah. will have movers. And not only do they have movers, but they provide pictures of how everything in their last house was set up. So they'll have like a drawer and they open a drawer and take a picture of it and their toilet paper will be here and toothpaste here. And they have an exact replica of that in a picture and they replicate it when they get there. Doesn't that seem like it takes the fun out of moving? They duplicate, replicate? Replicate. Okay, yeah. Doesn't that seem like it takes the fun out of moving to you? Uh, I think it would put the fun in moving. (laughs) Really? Because I mean, I I like the idea of moving in and it's a new thing. I could go with just the movers, not the photographs of everything. I'm okay with things not being in the same place, but just having a mover. I think you learned a really hard lesson in moving that I certainly did did ahead of time, which is that I labeled all of my boxes and put everything together. But Naveen kind of did the, oh, I'll remember where I I put everything and didn't organize at all. I actually, dude, okay, so we moved six months ago, almost to... Almost seven. No, it's six months to the day. Oh, wow. No, no, seven. Mm-hmm. Seven months to the day, like a week ago, because we moved on the 23rd, right? December? To January. January, that's one. To yeah. February, March, April, May, June, that's six months. Okay. So half a year we've so, been in Nashville. And we're just <laughs> now getting unpacked? I'd say. So being here for six <laughs> months, do you have any like cons that you've noticed about like what is better about California? Let's be honest. Okay. We're going to, should we straight talk? Yeah. <clears throat> Nashville to California. Yeah. In case you're thinking of moving. Yeah. I was actually, dude, you know, it's funny. I was thinking this would be a really good YouTube video. Like it's not my brand, obviously, <laughs> but I mean, you can make it your brand. Well, I don't know. My brand is drumming. <laughs> But we could do it on the podcast. What but is I your... was thinking this would be a really good video. I moved from California to Nashville 
six months ago. Here are the actual. Here is the the deal. Because yeah. a lot of people are thinking of moving from California right now. That's true. So and to Nashville specifically, exactly. a lot of people are moving here. I know Austin is another place they're moving. Uh, it seems like people are trying to move to like South Carolina too. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot Vegas. of a lot of places. Asheville is one. But I anyway, South Carolina. So there are actually like some things so that yeah, are better about cons. California. Surprise! There are pros and cons for pros sure. Pros and cons. When we first moved here, I was like, man, this, you know, well, I still think it's awesome. But oh, I love Nashville. Don't yeah, get me wrong. I'm not it. like, here's the, the, the long real? story short. Yeah. I'm not trying to move back to California. Mm -mm. However, yeah, there Definitely are some not. things. So when we first moved, I'm pretty much just only thinking of the pros. And it was the middle of winter, mind you. Yeah. So I was like, hey, I can deal with this, whatever. There's a little bit of snow. It's colder. It's straight up colder here, right, in the winter than we lived in Santa Cruz, which is technically northern. I don't know. It's like middle to northern California. So it never really gets that hot, and it never really gets that cold. I'd say it's a range between like 40 degrees to 70 on average. Yeah, and sometimes like the 30s happen. I remember there were nights, it happens, there yeah. were nights when I would be driving home at midnight, and it would... Get cold. Ha there would be a yeah. little bit of snow. Uh, yeah, some ice. Yeah, ice. that was really rare. And it would get hot, but it was rare that it got so hot that you like felt like you needed to go swimming. Yeah, so I have probably said this on the podcast before. I freaking love summer. I'm a summer guy. Love it. So it would fucking piss me off in Santa Cruz that it would never really get that hot. Um, but, okay, so the pros and cons of moving... To Nashville. Is that what we're doing? Yeah. Okay. So um, the pros, right off the bat, were it's way cheaper here. People are friendly here. Friendlier. Friendlier. Yeah. For sure. Um, things are just a little more down to earth, I've noticed. You know, it, politics and stuff aren't really as in your face as the Bay Area. Um, so that's cool for me. I like things to just be kind of calm and... Granted, we live outside of Nashville. We don't live in Nashville. We live about 20 minutes away. So those are great things. There's a lot of really good places to eat. I mean, a ton of places to eat. There's a freaking crazy sick bar and party scene. Are you kidding me? It's amazing. I mean, there are so <laughs> many live bands playing at any given point, any given time in Nashville year round. Yeah, not only that. Like, So we lived in Santa Cruz, which is... An hour and a half south of San Francisco. So shows didn't really go through there a whole lot. And now that we live here, I mean, Nashville is sort of a, you know, it's a stop on tours. Absolutely. So and we've been going to a lot of, a lot more shows. That's for metal and any other kind of music and comedy. Uh, just yeah. anything that yep. you want to see as far as entertainment goes, there's more of it here because what you have to understand about Santa Cruz, if you've never been there is I like to describe it as like a land Island because it's separated from the next major city, which would be San Jose. Right. It's separated by a mountain. So in order to get to San Jose, there's one road and it's highway 17. I mean, there are some back roads, but you're literally going through the mountains if you take yeah. the back roads. Highway 17 is 
a barge to get over. It's a dangerous road. It's incredibly like winding. You just said a Santa Cruz word. A barge. Yeah. yeah. I knew that. It's a barge, dude. It's a total barge to get. And no one is driving to San Jose for like a, a dinner. Yeah, no, that's not happening. If you do, it's that. your fucking anniversary. Yeah. Or it's someone's birthday. Yeah, yeah. yeah we have and frankly, done that. And frankly, I get motion sickness very easily. So if I have like, if I get kind of drunk in San Jose and I'm riding in someone's car back to Santa Cruz, I'm going to puke. Yeah. It's not 100%. fun. And I, I noticed this anytime I would go to San Francisco, I'd like be dealing with a headache or not feeling 100% because like I get motion there. sickness so badly. Yeah. So yeah, now we live, it's 10 minutes to the highway and then from the highway, probably, I don't know, another 10 into town. Yeah, into town. So it's really not a big deal. So you feel like you live in a major city. Yeah. We do live in a major like city. It's, we could go eat in Nashville and it'd be a totally acceptable thing to do. Yeah, I have done that. Have done it. So there's so, all of that. <clears throat> so that's really cool. Uh, going to the shows. All that stuff. There are a ton of amazing. people we know here. There are a ton of bands from here. Yeah, huge friend group. I mean, as we are describing everything, the the cons that I'm going to say are like minuscule yeah, compared pretty, to all of the. I mean, it's cheaper. Pretty much everything here is cheaper. Straight up, that's a that's a fact. Unless you're looking like downtown there. in the posh areas, yeah. because you know country superstars and. Nashville does have like its fair share of rich people who can afford to pay a lot and want to live here yeah. because stuff happens here. And there's hi trendy hipster areas, which stuff's not cheaper at all. Totally. So, um, okay. So those are all great things. I mean, we've talked about how great it is before. It's yeah. great. We love it here. Anyway, I love this place. So we're starting to notice <laughs> some cons. Mm -hmm. One, um, sometimes the weather is a bit extreme. Yeah, like way extreme. <laughs> I mean, like... Uh, I think a week or so ago, it was like well over a hundred degrees. Our cats didn't even want to go outside. And I mean, it was, rough. it was like, what you got outside and you're like, fuck dude, this is, and I'm a summer guy and mm -hmm. I was like, holy crap, this is even hot for me. It was to the point that I was feeling really bad for wildlife. Like yeah. there was a deer mom and a, a deer baby. What are those called? Kid? I have no idea. Bambi and her, and Bambi. Bambi's yeah, mom Bambi. were here. And I was like, these, these deer need water. Yeah. So there's hella wildlife like running around. And that's yeah. honestly another con that I was going to bring up. In California, wildlife is cute. It's, it's like, like, oh, a cute look at that. Thing. We, there's a deer over there. Yeah. And if wow. you see a deer, it's a magical yeah. <laughs> unicorn that's like, oh my God, a deer. And you get out and try to take a picture with it and stuff. Here, nature is literally like... You're at Moving war. You're at war with nature. At war with nature. So that's another that brings us to con number two. There is a incredible amount of bugs and animals and uh, bushes, brambles, whatnot. <laughs> I mean, it's just constantly trying to get into your zone. It's also constantly. It's also fascinating because of the extreme weather. Like there can be. Um, extreme growth or extreme or the opposite of extreme yeah. growth uh with your your lawn and your flowers the lawn two weeks ago our lawn was like overgrowing because it was raining so much yeah that it was growing so quickly that naveen was having to mow like twice in a week 
this week, it's essentially burnt to a crisp. It's burnt to a crisp. But, I mean, so with the with that, I kind of actually like doing the nature boy yard work and stuff. Excuse me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I got up and cleaned the gutters and trimming bushes and all that stuff. It's, it's pretty fun. I like it. I like it, too, but I like it when it's similar to what it is today, which is this week... With all of this being said, this week it's been perfect. See, that's the thing, dude. So Today I don't is know. Like maybe freaking all of our cons, heaven. all of our cons, seem to be in the nature arena. That's what it is. And nature's pretty tight, like a lot of the time, because so, it's, it was only so hot that one week. Yeah, and then we had uh, so the insects are okay. Okay, Whoa. that's it's rough. It's not like oh yeah, we had a, an issue. We had an issue with. Uh, the bushes out front are just fucking loaded with flies. I mean, loaded. Yeah, it's it's, it's it's fucking crazy. It's rough. So, a couple of them got inside, or you know, a few of them are gonna get in. Not a big deal. But I'm pretty sure they laid some eggs somewhere, and I think I know where it was. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't ever use the garbage disposal thing. I just I don't know. I'm not. Who, I didn't, what are garbage disposals for? If someone can tell me in the comments, like why I know what they're for, but honestly it seems fucking pointless because I feel like it's just shoving shredded up food into your plumbing. Yeah. I think that's it's what, that what it's doing. But anyway, so just throw it away. Com yeah. Compost it. So I didn't grow up with one of those. So I never, I never even turned it on. So I, it's been I did grow up with one and I still do not turn it on. I think right. it's gross to like dump food down your sink and let it sit there yeah. and let maybe a fucking fly infestation happen. Well, okay. It's gross. So look, it's if you're it using it all the time, there's no food in there. It gets oh, pushed down with out. the water. Mm. But I never use it. So I like took the cover thing off and it was like, oh, it was disgusting in there. Right? So I like poured a bunch of soap and bleach and like ran it with the water on. And now it's like clean in there. Have it you ever nice. had to reach your hand into a garbage disposal to pull something out? And then there's that like lingering fear that yeah. something is going to yeah. like a fly is going to come over and turn on the handle yeah. and your uh, your hands going to get shredded up. Absolutely. Yeah. I think about that every single time I'm near it. <laughs> so, yeah. The, um, but anyways. Anyway, so. Looks like we really like Nashville. Anyway, long story <laughs> short, a bunch of freaking flies were, we were overrun with flies. It was really gross. It, it fucking bummed me out. It was disgusting. But they appear to be gone now. Got him. Got most of them. Got him. Got him. Uh, uh, various methods to get rid At of them. fly. So now they're kind of gone, so I'm thinking that's what it was. All right. So anyway, um, basically, I'd say the only downsides. Our Some nature. people would say the beach. They really like the beach. We do but live I, it's near not a lake. Really, a downside. We live near for a me. lake. I yeah. don't like mm. the beach in yet. Santa Cruz is so yet. cold yeah. that like you're never really going there for fun. I mean, you can in the summer. It's chill. Like there are cove areas. Where you can go and hang out and the weather is kind of like isolated. Yeah. But. For the most part, there's a sea breeze and it just bums me out. Yeah, I want it to too. be hot. I know. So. Well, Florida has the best beaches. Well, okay. So California has the best beaches. The way they look, look amazing. Yeah. 
but they're not really hot enough to want to go swimming. Also, one me, time personally. in Southern California where it is hot enough to want to go swimming, I got out into the ocean and I almost got, I'm not an experienced ocean swimmer. Yeah. And I almost got taken away by the tide. And <laughs> Naveen's brother had to save me and swim me back to shore. Yeah, it's serious. Because that, uh, and it's no jo- joke. If you've never swam in the ocean, it's fucking scary. You got the riptide. There was actually one time that we, me, you, and Sean, all in the dark, skinny dipped in Florida. Florida. That was really fun. And it was nighttime, and I had absolutely zero fear about what was in the ocean when that happened. It was so fun. Well, Florida, those beaches are like tourist beaches, and they are way more calm. They don't have waves, really, or riptides. I'm not sure that they have shark attacks as much as. Well, sharks uh, like cold water. Yeah. In Santa Cruz, there were shark attacks while we lived there. See, I'm not going anywhere where there's a fucking shark. Yeah, I know. Because you can go at a certain time and like go whale watching. And aren't they migrating the way of the shark? I don't know. I've never seen a shark. Me either. But I don't want to be one of the people who does. No, thanks. So no sharks as as a pro. Yeah, no sharks. There are no sharks (laughs) in the lakes here. However, someone (laughs) did tell me over the weekend about alligators that swim in lake water so in fresh water so they may have made it up here i don't think have they really i've heard made it there are here? snakes in the lakes yeah. here but i'm not going swimming in natural bodies of water yeah unless it was like a if we were hiking and where there was like a freshwater creek and i'm not really a big nice. i'm not a big like swimmer outside of pools no, i think even in pools sometimes i've been in a pool by myself and i've psyched myself up like there's a shark <laughs> I have. I'm not lying. That's such a Cheney thing to yeah, do. Yeah, I know. I do that all the time. Every day it's like, what the fuck was that? Ch- <laughs> Naveen, you have to go look at this. Go look at it. Go check because it out. Because I'm afraid I read too many like true crime books. And it gets my heart all pumped up and I'm like, all right, fuck. Right now I'm reading like, All Be Gone in the Dark, which people should read. I have been telling people about this. I thought everyone knew about the novel, but it's not as well known as i thought there's a documentary about it on hbo and it's really good it's by Patton oswald's uh oh yeah 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 yeah. rest in peace his wife who passed away so he wrote the book uh i think he helped construct it okay from all of the stuff that she figured out essentially right some true crime i'm only halfway through it so i don't i'll report you're giving it a recommendation what if it goes south and sucks no i think it's good they made a documentary out of it. But anyway, we're short on time today because yeah. my best friend is coming into town, which is awesome. But we I need would. to answer some questions. What? Whoop. Question time. Crab. On copper crab. <laughs> All right. Ask the question. Uh Oh, the co- there's a couple of calls, <laughs> I think. There's an email, too. Why don't we, well, let's do the email first. I'll queue up these calls. All right. So the email is, did I do this one on the last podcast? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, this one's from David Wynn. Hey, guys, I have a question for you I think you, guys. you did do this one on the last one. Is it about a regular five-day-a-week job? Maybe not. I don't know. Let's do it again. I have Fuck a regular five-day-a-week, eight-hours-a-day job that pays well and lets me live a comfortable lifestyle. However, my true passion in life is music. From my point of view as a fan, you guys have a pretty awesome life slash slash situation where your job is something that fulfills you artistically and financially at the same time. 
Do you guys ever feel like wanting a regular job that clocks in every day for a steady income but does not fulfill you artistically? Is it a case of the ga- the grass is always greener on the other side? Thanks for answering. Uh, so coming from a guy, so it may look like it's all fun and games over here for me, but up until six months ago, I was clocking the fuck in. Same. So, uh, yeah, we had jobs in California and we, uh, I would work, fuck, I don't know, how many hours a day? 10? Sometimes it was crazy how, I I mean, you would, Naveen would have to drive like two hours to work a lot of days. There, and two yeah, hours from. Yeah, every freaking day. So it was um, what I would call pure hell. So no, I do not want to clock in. Yeah. I mean, That's where I'm at. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, we've made, uh, we've got to a point where we've got our expenses really low and we are now doing enough to live off of all of our different uh, creative avenues. Yeah out here in Tennessee and it's freaking great. And honestly, I would never have it any, any other way. And really my, my advice, my one piece of advice to, to anyone and including myself, if I could go back in time is I, I feel kind of like I wasted a lot of my life, um, spending so much time working. You know, I think, uh, I think I let it get kind of out of hand Instead of being like, let me just work enough to just cover the bare necessities and spend the rest of the time doing what I like, or let me work a bunch and buy a cheap house somewhere else where I could do whatever I want, that type of a thing. Um, I mean, I look back and I, dude, I spent so much time just clocking in. Yeah. With and that, I'm I'm not about it anymore. You know, with that up, being said... It does take money to live. So I think that really, if you, I I really think that, you know, like Naveen said, a lot of people might be wasting their time doing something that makes them enough money to live when perhaps they're living like over their means in the first place. That's another huge thing. So I think that happens a lot. You know, we live in like, we live in an incredibly materialistic society, a consumer society. You always want to keep up to date on the newest stuff. We need money to live. We have to pay rent. You have to pay your house note or whatever else you but pay for. But don't fall for that trap. I mean, but yeah. make sure that you aren't living with ex- over your means. And have a shitty car. Have right, a fucking right. old phone. Don't do a $1,300 iPhone. Go on eBay and get a three hundred dollar iPhone. Or don't, yeah, don't have a car where you have a car note. Perhaps. Don't do that. Naveen and I, we, uh, there was a car note on our car and there was on our van. However, we paid them off really quickly, and now we own both of those vehicles with no. Um, yeah. We don't. We aren't looking for new cars. And I think that was, I, I will say that was a huge benefit to working so much, was. We did, that did fund us being able to move here. It did fund all the, you know, a lot of stuff we have right now. Also These the, freaking cameras, all kinds of the stuff. The band, like we could fund the band from the beginning. Yeah. The band has often earned itself to the point where we can, you, you know, use that money to reinvest and just 
invest in the band and to the point that it makes money. But at the beginning of the band, we did have to spend our own money. The first time we went to Europe, we maxed out our own credit cards going to Europe and we had to pay that back. Which I don't recommend, by the way. Yeah, I wouldn't recommend that either. When it comes to all of that stuff and when it comes to life in general, I think that something you have to do is actually be like actually take note of what you're spending money on. Yeah. Be realistic. Mm -hmm. Be realistic. If you want to play death metal, then you're not going to make a ton of money and that's okay. Don't get me, don't get me wrong. wrong There is money in playing. I know, but I'm not, I'm talking about, you're not going to be like driving a Tesla. It's not going to happen. Totally. And there is money in doing it. However, you do have to do what Naveen is saying and you have to like, Figure out all the other parts of your life. Like, where can you minimize expenses to be able to live and do it at the same time? Always be on the lookout for what am I spending money on? Yeah. Do I have a $500 car note? That's not helping you play music more. Right. Do I have... Some people's cell phone bill is like $400. Credit cards. Credit cards. Uh, Buying stuff that you don't need. Don't do it. So I think if you, once once we got in that mindset, and it was probably right around the time we started the podcast, maybe a little bit before, mm-hmm. we were like, all right, we're shutting down all this unnecessary spending. We're not, we had debt from that European tour, what you're talking about. Yeah. We we're like, all right, we're going to pay that. We're not going to spend any money. We're going to eat at home only. Pay that off. Then we're going to pay off the van. Then we're going to pay off the freaking car. And then boom, we didn't have any more debts at all. Yeah, and the only reason that now we can live uh, doing the things that we want are because all of those things are paid off yeah. and we're living below our me- yeah. our means now. We have things, you keep the cost low, then the money that you do make can fund what you do. Yeah, exactly. So now when, we, when our band makes money, like when our band makes money, Naveen and I do not take a bunch of money. We take enough money to live and the rest of it gets reinvested in the band. Yeah, we pay other people to go and tour We with pay us other people. We're always mindful of all of those things. And before every tour, we have a budget and we pay a lot of attention to how much money we're spending with the band and how much money is coming in. So really, the way we've been able to do all of that stuff is by just paying attention yeah. to those type of things and working really hard. I mean, I had a good job yeah, in California. Yeah, totally. You know? So working really hard doing that did fund a lot of stuff. So I'm not talking crap about having a good job and stuff like that. But absolutely not for me personally. Now, I mean, I just I am loosely involved with that business, which is doing motorized shades. I've probably talked about it before. I'm doing it a little bit out here because I have a little bit of connections, but it's. I mean, it's not even one to two percent of what I was doing out there. Yeah. And with all of this being said, I think that you also have to exist knowing that working and doing what you're doing right now is like a means to an end because a lot of people get caught in the mindset. Well, I've got this, you know, these are my expenses. I can't ever quit my job. It's never going to happen. So it depends on, you know, your will to do it. Uh, if you even want to quit your job, whatever you want to do, whatever you want to do in life, you just need to actively be moving toward that. You can't just sit and think about it forever. Yeah, and it has to add up. Chaney and I lived in a barn for a few years. I don't even know. How long was it? Five years or something? Yeah, and there were always people who were like, I don't know how you guys are doing that. But it's like, 
we yeah, did that in a barn where you yeah. have to go outside to use the bathroom we so ha- i we mean we had to like walk in a house to go to the bathroom and yeah. do stuff like that so it was we we lived in a barn for seven years that's like no that's what's up no shame whatsoever so anyway i think it's important to, n- to note what you're spending money on and another thing is most stuff that people are trying to get is completely meaningless and it worthless to your life anyway yeah i mean i mean so i have like a an iphone instead of going and getting a 1300 iphone i just got this right it's i bought it straight outright it's like i don't know it's not the newest one it's probably two models old or whatever i bought it on ebay just paid full price for it not paying oh just throw 30 bucks extra on your phone bill every month and right. pay us for the rest of your life because interest it adds doesn't up. seem like a lot but it, it adds really up. adds up it's crazy 30 here 10 there 15 there yeah i mean dude and soon like you know there are people out there who are making payments on everything they have uh, i'll pay for this through uh i don't know american musical supply yeah i'll pay for my house on this i'll pay for my car on a note i yeah. everything credit I mean, cards everything and i think merch you can do that like we can get merch fronted to us which we band. do that we get merch fronted to we us. we do we just pay yeah. it really quickly yeah. and some of our merch we do not get fronted to us like we pay for whatever we can afford and that's yeah. really kind of how you have to go we want to try it. to do that we're always moving towards paying for as much as we can up front yeah absolutely but i mean i would say the question really wasn't about that it was do we want to have a job and the answer is fuck no yeah I don't. I I want my job to be music. That's what I want. I don't want any job. I I just don't want any job at all, even with music. Fair enough. (laughs) I'm not like a. I'm not the most business savvy person. I kind of just like doing what I do, and if money comes from it, that's great. And that's what we're saying. Yeah, I mean, I enjoy that I can play music and also stay home. Absolutely. When I'm home from going on tour. Yeah. Because going on tour is a crazy job. It definitely is. It and definitely you're is. working a lot when you're doing it. And we're being we're trying to be strategic <laughs> about you know, selling stuff online and whatever, but that's I don't know, it's fun to me. Yeah, totally. You know, I look at it as fun. Same. So I would rather view the things in my life that I do as being something that I want to do. And then money is sort of a byproduct. Then yeah, I'm exactly. doing it for money. Exactly. That's like, what I mean to, cl- <clears throat> to clarify. Yeah, same. And I don't, I just don't want to have to do things that I don't enjoy doing. No. Really, that's really, that's really just in all of life. Like I don't want to do things that I don't like to do. Yeah. And you can put your foot down and just carve out a life where it's like, okay, here's the minimum that I have to do. I'll do whatever I have to to make that happen. And after that, I'm doing my own thing. Fuck yeah, that. Totally. So that's where we're at. So I hope that answers your question. <laughs> All right. You want to answer one more? We might only have time for another. Yeah, we only have time for one more problem. Okay. Uh, should I play some of these copper crab hotlines? Yeah. All right. Let's go. I didn't really screen them. So let's see what happens. Shit. Uh, I don't know. It's not working. Jamie, what's going on? You too. I hope everything is all good. Say I'm a fellow New 
podcast. I guess you could say I'm a, a baby golden crab or golden lobster, whatever you want to call it. That's a... Uh, You drunk, hey. honey? <laughs> yeah, okay. I think that was a weird drunk call. Uh, so that's Sick. one. So they, this is sort of the the problem, I guess, with having a, a hotline. <laughs> All right, play the next one. Okay. Hope you're uh, welcome to the club. Thanks for being a, a golden lobster. That's right. A golden corral. Cheers. Hey, Cheney. Hey, Naveen. My name is Jonathan. I live in Raleigh, North Carolina. Um, I actually had the privilege of seeing you guys in, on the Tech Check tour in Richmond. I had the chance to meet you guys. Uh, super nice. I want to thank you uh, for your band. I love listening to you guys. Absolutely one of my favorites. Can't wait to see you again next time you come through. Um, my question is, how do you determine what places you stop at on tour? Who who actually decides that? Um, I live in Raleigh. Like I said, I know you were here years ago. I didn't get a chance to see you then, but I did go to Richmond to see you. So I saw on your upcoming tour, you're not coming through North Carolina again. So I was just wondering, how do you determine uh, where you stop and how often you stop somewhere? Uh, thanks, and I hope to see you again soon. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks for coming out to that show. Hey, Cheney. That was a sick show also. That was my favorite show we've ever played in Richmond. Uh, yeah. I remember that that one. was awesome. We've got like a bunch of pictures from that show. Totally. Yeah, that was a good show. Uh, that's actually, a, that's a good question. Great good question. question. And, uh, it, it's because there's kind of a meme. It's not an actual meme, but it's like a, a meme within the band community that they kind of, there'll always be someone on a post who's like, come to Brazil or come to this place or, you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. And, uh, a lot of people don't really know how it works. So, Channy, you want to you want to <laughs> hit them off to So, what the happens? way that it works, every band, well not every band has a booking agent, but most of the bands in the like touring circuit have a booking agent, right? So, booking agents, you get an offer, either you're a headlining band or you get an offer to play on the headlining band's tour, right? So, booking agents speak to each other and work that out. So the booking... So the booking agents have a what's known as a roster right. of bands. A roster, I yes. mention that. Ours works at TKO, which is a booking agency. So essentially either a... So these booking agents, they'll submit you for tours and sometimes you get picked for tours that way. Sometimes the, the headlining band just wants you to be on the tour and sends you an offer. So... You get picked for a tour. How do they get booked? This is all in the hands of the headlining band's booking agent. So that booking agent will reach out to promoters across the country, across any like massive land that they want the shows to be booked in. And they'll say, hey, they'll, they'll come up with routing, right? So usually it'll start, the tours will start where the headlining band is from or near that area. And then there'll be like a, a proposed amount of d dates they want to do, like an ideal situation. Right. They'd say, you know, uh, the f June 1st is in, let's say it started in Nashville. June 1st is in Nashville. Then it's going to go to Atlanta. Then it's going to go to, and this isn't actually booked. This is just how they want it to go. Right. And that's and what they send to you in the offer. Exactly. So they will then 
take that routing, which is what Naveen was just talking about, and they'll send out emails to promoters around the the area of which they want to book the show on any given date. They usually have promoters in every area that they go to. They just go directly to that promoter. You kind of get in with a booking agent and then you're their promoter in that area. If you do well in the first show or the shows, I'm I'm assuming. So then the promoter, when, when the booking agent is reaching out to the promoter, they'll say, hey, here are the bands that I want to book. Here are the, the, here's the money that I want for the tour. And the promoter will either accept because they want the tour or they'll deny it because they don't think they can come up with the money. They don't have uh, a date in the area. They don't have an open venue in the area on the night that the person wants, etc. So it's between the booking agent and the general promoter of the area. But every tour has different routing because, you know, no one wants to hit the same area a million times in one year. There's all kinds of strategic stuff involved in it like that. Where is this band played before? There are A markets and B markets. Sometimes you'll be on an A market tour that's going to hit, you know, Chicago, New York City, San Francisco, Portland, every main place. And then sometimes you'll be on more of a B market tour that's hitting somewhere like Horseheads, New York which is where we're going on the Oceano tour because it's more of routing dates to get you to somewhere. Yeah, Or sometimes people just do, maybe they just did a tour that hit the major cities. Mm -hmm. Okay, now we want to go back out and we want to do the small cities. Exactly. You know, that kind of happens. Totally. So they strategically look at those proposed areas that they want to go to. And then when the, when the dates actually get finalized, it's always different. Maybe they couldn't have Atlanta, so it's in Nashville. Maybe they couldn't get Nashville, so it's in Louisville, Knoxville, Kentucky, or, or, yeah, or Knoxville, or whatever. Or Louisville. A lot of the time, also, if you're on one tour, you will have what's called a why is the name escaping me? Radius. Right now? A radius clause. You'll be under a radius clause. So, what that means is that if you have a show booked in Nashville, for instance, and it's next April you may have a radius clause that says you cannot play in Nashville or within 150 miles of Nashville until 30 days after the show has been yeah. completed. So Most tours have that when you accept it. It means absolutely. you can't play anywhere near these cities until well after this tour is done. And if you're going to, you can't announce it. Yeah, sometimes you can work it out where, hey, well, we got this one show and we really want to do it. And you kind of just... To be nice, you clear it and say, hey, well, we won't announce it till after the tour, whatever, you know, right. something like that. Because obviously that makes sense. It's going to hurt the, the tour. So it there is a lot that goes into it. It's hard to get every single date you want on the exact day. Oh, for, for but sure. But the bands don't do that. No. They kind of just show up, especially if you're a support band. You literally just say, where's the first show? Okay, cool. Yeah, it's all in the hands of the booking agent. For instance, on the Oceano tour, when we got the offer for it, there was a Nashville date and we were going to have an off day in Nashville after. Yeah. And that didn't end up being on the final routing. So everything that was a is... huge bummer. Yeah, I know, because we would have loved to be in Nashville <laughs> yeah. for a day off. But everything is subject to change when you accept a tour offer. Whether It's everything from the... The cities you play to maybe the bands that you're playing with, maybe one of the bands drops off. You know, you know everything's subject to change. Yeah, it's really uh, it's it's not up in the air 
but it's things get shifted around a lot all, before it actually happens all, all the time all and the time. usually a lot of that happens before we as bands get the ad mat which is what an ad mat is is like a tour poster that you'll see be distributed on the internet we all are given like a packet of that kind of stuff from the headlining band yeah. and you'll get like a facebook cover photo and a tour poster and this yeah. and that and it's like hey we're gonna announce tuesday at 10 a.m yeah you need to post this so usually like on tours we've done we haven't even known who the actual bands were gonna be on tour with us until except for the headlining band until like a day before we announced the tour so everything's kind of yeah you know just subject to change or, if you, or a band, you know, is coming from out of the country and they can't get in or, you know, mm -hmm. you know, so things change a lot and all the time. And I get it. A lot of bands complain, including me about sometimes you'll have to drive really far or whatever, but I do get the other side that you're not always going to just be able to line a perfect line across the country and say, yep, I'm getting this day on Tuesday, this day on Wednesday, you know, you'll be, they have to book shows for bands when they're in places with a, not a whole lot of places to play. Yeah. And you need a place to play and it, sometimes it's not on the way. Right. That's just how and, it is. I mean, keep in mind how many shows there are yeah. going on throughout the world, throughout the country at any given time. How many... Especially now. Especially now. And it's not just metal or rock or, you know, it's pop and folk and indie and all of this stuff. So it's a huge, like, network of things that are working around each other and just trying to like right yeah almost every venue isn't like a metal venue they have like yeah. all types of shows right so so yeah it's a huge thing that goes down and naveen and i have absolutely nothing to do with it ever. and yeah at ever so. ever at all so when you come up and say hey how come you didn't play blah, or, blah, i'm like well, or if know. you at or if you <laughs> say hey my band would like really love to open this show in this place i we have nothing to do with yeah. that I guess we could, if we were like really going to go above and beyond, like put in a word. Or maybe that, you'd the, have to be like the headlining band. The headlining really band, the headlining band yeah. could do that. For if sure. we're second on the tour, we're not going to be like, hey, we want our yeah. friends to play yeah. in Kansas City. No it's one's going to listen yeah. to us and we won't get another tour. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be known as a <laughs> But yeah, that's how it works. We never, I mean, if it were up to us, we'd play like all of our favorite cities yeah. and we'd have a day off. We'd play the same city for like three days straight yeah. and then have a day off to hang out. There we go. Now we're talking. Let's do that. Yeah. Let's make that happen. <laughs> but anyway, all right. I think we're out of time for yeah, this. We got to go to the airport. huh? Love y'all. Have a good week. Call in to the podcast. Give us your questions. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Have a good one. All right. We will see you motherfuckers next week. Have a great week and a great weekend. And a great, and a great 4th of July. Oh shit. That's going to be a good time. Set off some fireworks. Peace. <laughs>